Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know who that's? Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to talk a little film here in the offseason because the Jets are looking at a lot of draft and free agent targets at several positions of need. And let's be honest here, the Jets need help just about everywhere. But one of the biggest needs they have, certainly on the offensive side of the ball, is a playmaking tight end. And there's one very notable free agent at that position. That, of course, is Dalton Schultz, the tight end from the Dallas Cowboys. And our own Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under, took a deep look at Dalton Schultz on our YouTube channel, which you should watch if you haven't already, giving you a glimpse of what he brings to the table and whether or not he'd be worth a big contract for the New York Jets. So Luke is on to talk about the video he made and whether or not he thinks Dalton Schultz would be a worthwhile investment at a significant sum of money this offseason. Luke, what's going on, brother? I am going pretty well. It's officially the best time of the year to be a Jets fan. We don't have to go through any more Sundays. Hopefully that changes soon. But as of now, that's how it is. Uh, excited to talk a little Dalton Schultz. I think he's being discussed a lot this offseason and he will be going forward. So let's get to the bottom of it. That's true. When Justin Freed was on the show yesterday to talk about the Jets offseason on the 2022 Jets offseason roundtable, he said that this is the most fun part of the season if you're a Jets fan, just like you just did. And I said exactly what you also said, which is, yes, true, but I hope that's not the case for much longer. would like the Jets to actually be 
in contention late in the season and then maybe even get into the playoffs. I know it's almost a foreign concept at this point, but if they're going to be able to do that, they've got to get themselves a playmaking tight end. And there's two different ways they can do that. The draft and free agency. And in free agency, the one guy that seems to be a potential difference maker at the position is Dalton Schultz. Let's talk about his receiving first. Dalton Schultz was known as more of a blocking tight end when he got picked out of Stanford in the fourth round. But yet now he's known more as a receiving tight end. And I want to talk about his blocking a little bit later. But first, tell me what he brings to the passing game as a receiver. It's funny because when you look at the free agent crop, there's a lot of good receiving tight ends. And you probably don't think of Dalton Schultz as that guy, but he really is. Um, I think he attacks the field in three main ways and three main areas. Let's talk about what he does down the scene first. Cowboys face a lot of split coverage. I like to throw the ball a lot with Dak Prescott. And his ability to attack the steam, uh, to get vertical on linebackers and even safeties at time is very good. He has a really nice feel for zone coverage, uh, which is important for a tight end because you see a ton of it over the middle of the field. His ability to sit or to, to sell that he's going one way and he's going to settle on the other shoulder. He's very good in that regard. So he can stretch the field vertically, even though he's not a traditional burner. Now, is some of that the scheme that Kellen Mond and those guys are running down in Dallas? Yeah, it probably is. But in the right system, like he'd be here in New York, Mike, um, Mike LaFleur likes the tight end sets, likes to throw the ball down vertically off play action. He's a good fit in that. I think secondary though, and the thing that's going to excite Jets fans watching his Cowboys film and also Mike LaFleur the most is what he does on crossing routes and when the quarterback's in design boot and rollout situations. I just mentioned it. There's a ton of it. Zach Wilson's very mobile. It's also the bread and butter of this Shanahan-esque offense. And he's really good at moving across the field, getting past defenders, his tempo and release, ability to wait on zone defenders and windows to open up. It's a strength of his game. Uh, as I said, he's not a burner, but he's got good football intelligence. He's got really reliable hands. Would I like to see him make some more spectacular contested catches? Yeah, I would, especially after I watched Trey McBride the other day. But all in all, really dy dynamic's probably the wrong word, but a really reliable target. And what makes it so exciting is the fact that you know that that's an enormous upgrade. Whether he's worth the contract, that's a different discussion for another day. But there's no doubt in my mind that Dalton Schultz is really uh, a huge upgrade of what the Jets have, particularly in the passing game. I want to talk a little bit about his fit in that Cowboys offense and how much of his production is a product of that. Because remember, the Cowboys have a lot of playmakers there. Now, some of these guys have missed some time due to injury, but at different points in the season, Michael Gallup was there. Cedric Wilson, who isn't a star, still a pretty solid receiver, had six touchdowns this year. The running backs in the passing game, including Ezekiel Elliott. You've also got Amari Cooper and, of course, CeeDee Lamb, who is emerging as one of the best receivers in the NFL. So there is plenty of support there to help get Dalton Schultz open looks. How much of that played into the production that you saw from him on tape? A ton. I think if you look at the supporting cast and also the Kellen Mond scheme, sorry, I keep saying Kellen Mond, uh, the Kellen Moore scheme, I think both of those are huge factors with his production. I mentioned it. He's very good against zone coverage. You want him to run a stick route like we saw Jason Witten do for 15 years in Dallas, he's going to settle and find the space. He isn't winning a ton man on man and nor is he asked to realistically schultz is a beneficiary of zone coverage and of coverage rolling in one direction towards a receiver that's something we have to consider as i said 
if it, the discussion was, is Dalton Schultz an upgrade for the Jets? It's not even a discussion. But is he worth 12 to $14 million? That's a different question because that's a difference maker on an NFL squad. Is he the guy that can elevate an offense or is he the product of that offense? That's what scared me a little bit with his tape. I know he had good numbers, 800 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. It's great. You love to see that production in the red zone. I talked about the verticality. He can stretch the field a bit, even though he's a somewhat limited might be the wrong word, but he's not the best athlete in the world. I think you want to see a little more of Dalton Schultz being that dude on an offense rather than a complimentary piece. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk about Dalton Schultz perhaps being one of the key pieces on an offense if he were to be signed by the Jets or any other team for big money this offseason. If the Jets did grab him, how do you think he would fit in the LaFleur offense and what would you expect to see from him in terms of how LaFleur would use him? I think you got a glimpse of that if you watch the Dallas tape. I know you probably don't think of those offenses have been particularly similar, but start the year, kind of weeks one through seven until Blake Jarwin got injured. They were running two tight end sets almost exclusively, which is what we saw the Jets do from a personal perspective early in the year. So he has experience. Um, he was used as an inline tight end a ton. So something that a guy like Engram or even David Njoku, they don't do that. They don't have that skill set. Well, Dalton Schultz hits that box. So I think schematically, it's a pretty good fit. One thing I will say, he wasn't left in line as a blocker particularly often. And I didn't think he was great at it. It was very hit or miss, but he definitely has the experience. He was used plenty as a run blocker in those two tight end sets or, or even ace. We have a tight end on either side. So I think the fit is very, very good. Uh, I think LaFleur could get close to the most out of him. I'm just not sure if there's not a better option on the table from a value perspective. 
But talking purely about scheme and about what he could do here and how he fits in, I think it would be perfect. Um, you look at Ryan Griffin and his limitations with catching the ball, with blocking straight away, you're getting an upgrade in both areas there. So I don't have any questions there. It's just more ultimately it's about value. It sounds like you're saying that he would be a much better fit than somebody like Mike Gusecki, who can put up some impressive numbers, but really feels more like a jumbo receiver than an actual tight end who can do all of the parts of the tight end job. And if Gusecki were to come here, I'm not sure that he would be a good fit, regardless of value, which we'll talk about in a little bit as far as what you think the max value he would bring to this team would be. It definitely appears, based on what you saw on tape, that Schultz would be a far better option than somebody like Mike Gusecki. Yeah, I think Mike Gusecki is effectively a power slot is kind of how I refer to it. And I know some other people um, that enjoy the NFL do the same. I think if you look at Justin Jefferson in college running routes from the slot for LSU, I'm not saying just think he's that level of athlete, but that's what he has been for the Miami Dolphins. He's not a tight end. I, it's a stretch to even call him an F or anything like that. The dude is a wide receiver who occasionally will stand a little closer to the tackles. Um, so, yeah, even though I think Mike's a good player, I don't think he's a fit schematically because I don't think LaFleur wants to alter his offense for a player that isn't a superstar. That's why Dalton Schultz makes sense. A lot like I was lobbying for Jonu Smith last year, who I kind of think is a better player, even though the production's never been there particularly. I think he slides right in. Schematically, it's perfect. And as I said, better than your Mike Jasicki's, your Njoku. But in saying that, if you compare one of those wide receivers with either Dalton Schultz or someone in the draft, then you're starting to get somewhere at the position. That's a lot of assets to allocate. But yeah, I think Schultz much better fit than Mike Jasicki and pretty much the majority of the free agent tight end class. We talked about the fit in the Mike LaFleur offense, but I want to talk about how Zach Wilson would be able to utilize Dalton Schultz's talent. You watched a lot of Zach Wilson's tape with the Jets and, of course, with BYU, so you have a pretty good basis of knowledge here on this subject. Did you see anything on his tape with the Jets and more specifically BYU where he had more opportunities to go to a tight end or go to a fullback? Was there enough there to make you think that it would be worth it for Zach Wilson's growth and development? Yeah, look, it's a tricky one because if you look at the BYU tape, they often had tight ends and fullbacks on the field where you had, I know you had Mason Wake on the show. Uh, but realistically, they were inline blocking a ton and BYU was sending out three to four route runners on the majority of plays. You didn't see him throwing to tight ends a lot. It was either wide receivers or running backs. And then if you fast forward 12 months to his tenure with the Jets, kind of the same thing. A lot of Corey Davis and Elijah Moore in the middle part of the season. Uh, you saw a lot of receptions to Michael Carter and Ty Johnson at different times of the year. Not a whole lot to Griffin and to Croft. Now, does that mean that he can't do it or that he doesn't like to? No, it just means the opportunity hasn't been presented to Zach Wilson yet. The best fit I think I see between Zach Wilson, uh, Dalton Schultz, and Mike LaFleur is the crossing routes and the rollouts. And I know I already mentioned it, but how many times over the last 12 months have we seen Zach rolling out to his right and the, the tight end just doesn't quite get open or he sits in the wrong window and Zach Wilson has to dirt it? or he then averts his eyes down and tries to throw a miracle ball to the second level to Corey Davis against New England. It ends in an interception. I think Dalton Schultz providing that security blanket in the intermediate part of the field, running across, whether it's sitting versus zone, continuing against man. He's a smart dude. Uh, he's reliable. He's a big frame, but he's also more athletic than a Tyler Croft or a Ryan Griffin. So I think that's the most natural link. And I think Zach will enjoy that. 
but also giving Zach free completions. How good would it be if, you know, they're playing the Broncos and they're in cover two and you can just run Dalton Schultz on a sit, you can hit him, he'll turn up field and you get eight to nine free yards on first down. There's lots you can do with him. I think he would be that guy over the middle that would be a trusted receiver. As I said, may not have the upside and uh, be that talent uh, that changes an offense and he's very dynamic, but I still think he and Zach would fit very well together, particularly in the Mike LaFleur scheme. The AFC East is very tough defensively. Sean McDermott and Bill Belichick, two of the best defensive coaches in the league, and the Bills and Patriots are really good on defense. The Dolphins are too, although at this moment we don't know who the next coach is going to be. Brian Flores obviously was able to help put together a really sound defensive unit there, though, in Miami. And there are some really good secondary players in that division. Talk to me about what type of mismatches you think Schultz could produce And how do you think the defensive minds in the division would go about trying to scheme to stop him? Here's the interesting thing. When I saw a lot of Schultz's win, I I kind of mentioned it earlier, it was against zone coverage. The Jets play in a division that primarily, assuming that Miami still run a kind of cover one, cover zero scheme, even with Flores gone, because that's where their personnel is lined up to play. You get Bill Belichick going to run a hell of a lot of man coverage. You get uh, Miami, as I mentioned. Buffalo's playing quarters now. Quarters is his own defense. But in certain principles, and if a tight end's going up the seam, it turns into man coverage. So it's very different to, I think, the way he was defended this year in the NFC as a whole. Does he have the movement skills to beat man coverage? I didn't see a lot of it. I can't answer that either way definitively. I think either way he's going to have a better chance than Ryan Griffin does. But I think it may not be the best fit from that perspective. Maybe you need a tight end with better movement skills. I'm not saying Dalton Schultz is a slouch and is a bad athlete, but he's not David Njoku. I don't think he's Trey McBride as a pass catcher because I don't think he has that overhead ability to catch it outside his frame, to box out, to be that Mark Andrews type in Baltimore. So look, I think that's a little bit of a concern when you look at the divisional fit and what they would do against him. But in saying that, it's an upgrade. That's what I keep saying. I, I feel like I'm beating beating a drum here over and over again, but his ability to run routes is better than Ryan Griffin's. His ability to catch the ball is better than Tyler Cross. And when you put all that together, it means that he's a pretty good football player. And even though he may not be the best fit for the division, I can't say that definitively because honestly, this is not enough tape of him playing against man coverage. Luke, I want to come back to Dalton Schultz's blocking because as I said, when he was drafted in the fourth round of Stanford a couple of years ago, He was picked mostly as a blocking tight end and blossomed into a pretty decent receiving threat, as we've talked about. But the blocking is interesting because he's gotten relatively strong grades from PFF, but you and I have joked many times that you can't trust PFF's grades. You have to go and watch the tape for yourself in order to really get a feel for what a guy is good at. Because PFF, numerous times we've seen with the Jets, has given players really good or really bad grades, and you sit there scratching your head saying, did they watch the same game in the same tape that I watched? Dalton Schultz had pretty good blocking grades, but when you watched the tape, you really weren't impressed with his blocking. Can you explain why? Yeah, I was very underwhelmed, to be honest. Maybe I fell for the stereotype that you see, you know, uh, an athlete who lines up in line a ton and a lot of two tight end sets, and you think, oh, he's Tyler Croft. He's a blocking first tight end like he was coming out of Stanford. I saw one major issue, and look, it's nothing huge, but I'm sure the Cowboys have seen this and tried to address it. In his run blocking, He ducks his head too early, which means his eyes are going down and people are beating him with swim moves and things like that over the top. 
And then because he's getting his head down and dropping it, he's also lunging out in front. So his pads are out in front of his feet, very off balance position. And then he's also falling over himself for that reason. So I think that really concerned me. I watched four games continuously back to back of Dallas all 22 to make the video. And it was during a stretch weeks one to six where he had a PFF blocking grade of over 70. And I thought, okay, this is a good place to start. I just, I didn't see it, Scott. There were flashes against New England. I actually thought he had a really good game against Matt Judon, of all people, one of the best pass rushes in the division from a blocking perspective. But too many times out in front of his pads, off balance, dropping his head, getting beaten with push-pulls, swum over the top of, and people getting in and just nailing Zeke Elliott in the backfield. Does that mean he's a bad blocking tight end? No. I think I just had higher expectations based on the PFF grade that I saw coming in from a run blocking perspective, based on the perception of him coming out of Stanford. And what Jets fans have said, a lot of people are saying, you know, let's give Dalton Schultz the bag. We've got to get this guy. He could transform the tight end position. I think if you're going to do that, you need an elite player on both in both aspects of the tight end game, and that's blocking and pass catching. I think he's pretty close to being there as a pass catcher. I don't think he's quite there as a blocker. And then I mentioned a little earlier, he wasn't asked to stay in line and block in the pass game very often. If they were using two tight ends in a pass set, he was often the guy that was out on a route, stretching the seam, working across the field. That was his role. Uh, someone said to me the other day on, on Twitter, he only had two or three pressures. I pulled up five clips where he missed a guy in pass coverage, but someone else got to him. That's why stats can be misleading and pressures and things like that at times. Someone else can bail you out. Overall, pretty underwhelmed, particularly with the run blocking because there was a lot of that. You'd like to see those things improve. But in saying that, if four years in they haven't, maybe that's kind of his ceiling as a blocker. Luke, last year, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry got a lot of money from the New England Patriots. A lot of people were surprised. I'm still surprised that the Patriots paid that kind of money to two different tight ends. Dallas Goddard just got a really big contract from the Philadelphia Eagles. You have to figure that Dalton Schultz, who will hit the open market, is going to have a lot of bidders because plenty of teams need playmaking tight ends. So he's going to get a good deal of money. And you know how it is with free agency. When they're free and clear, they get paid based on who got paid last. So you're probably looking at something in the Dallas Goddard range, and Dallas Goddard is getting about $14 million a year with quite a bit of the money that he signed for guaranteed. If Dalton Schultz is going to command the kind of money that Dallas Goddard got or something in the Hunter Henry Johnu Smith range, is that a move that you think the Jets should make? What's the most that you feel Joe Douglas should be willing to hand out to him in a contract? It's a great question, Scott, because when you look at the Jets' tight end position, uh, position, who would have thought that Dustin Keller and Jeff Cumberland were the glory days? I can't believe we're <laughs> saying that 10 years on. It's been such a barren position. We haven't utilized it. Look at 2015. We didn't throw to the ball to the tight ends at all. <sighs> He's such an upgrade, and you want that upgrade. But I don't think I can pay him $14 million a year. It's, just, it's a lot of money. As I said, that kind of cash is a difference maker. Is he going to be that guy that can change your offense? Or is he someone that's just such an upgrade on Tyler Croft and Ryan Griffin that we're willing to overpay? I don't think I would do it. For me, the best thing the Jets can do to attack the tight end position is get a tier two guy and then get Trey McBride. Okay, you can't get McBride, move on to one of the other guys in the third or fourth round. But if you get an OJ Howard and then you get Trey McBride and you bring back Tyler Croft on the cheap, that's a really well-rounded tight end group of three guys who can do everything. OJ Howard, not particularly utilized in Tampa. 
but he's got a great skill set. Tyler Croft, I think he showed a little bit when he wasn't hurt. And then you get McBride in there. That's the way to go. To circle back around and do a full 360 back to, um, to Dalton Schultz, I think the most I'd want to pay him, and he's going to get more than this, so don't think this is a prediction. I don't want to pay him much more than that 10 to $11 million per year, ideally over three years. I just have reservations about the blocking. I don't know if the athleticism beats man coverage enough. Was he a product of that scheme? Um, so they're the questions, and that's why I think kind of 10 to 11 is the most I'd go. I think he gets more than that. So I guess the answer to your question is I don't think the Jets should pursue him at $14 million. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down Dalton Schultz with me. Glad that we could learn more about a potential free agent target this offseason, a guy that's going to get a lot of attention from a lot of different teams, and I'm sure the Jets will at the very least consider getting in the mix on the bidding for him. You've got a video up breaking down Schultz with all 22 footage right now on our YouTube channel. You've got one up of Trey McBride, the outstanding tight end from Colorado State. We're going to talk about him in a separate show. And, of course, you've got plenty more, including a breakdown of Traylon Burks, the outstanding wide receiver from Arkansas. We've got our store over at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. A lot of shirts, mugs, hoodies, hats, everything over there. And you know a thing or two about that because I believe you know the artist who created all the artwork for our store. So talk a little bit about what people can find on our YouTube channel and what they can get at our store at tpublic.com. Yeah, the, the tea public stuff is awesome. Um, my partner Alex was part of designing it, and then obviously creating those those artworks to go on the shirts, the mugs, the hats, everything that you could ever want. Um, some of the range is just is awesome. We've got the Zach the Ripper stuff, uh, which might be my personal favorite. The Zach Wilson says go long range. Uh, you're talking about the throw against Tennessee and him pointing downfield. That's in front of the play like a jet logo. Just cool merch that you don't see on NFL shop and in the jet stores and that kind of thing. Play like a jet logo tease. Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you, range standing next to John Franklin Myers. Hopefully those two can step up in a big way next year. The Jets are going to need it. So that, that's that's awesome. I love the stuff at Tee Public. And then across on the YouTube, as you said, trying to get a video out nearly every day, four or five a week. Um, you mentioned the breakdowns already. I've got one on Mackay Becton that dropped earlier in the week talking about how he's the answer at left tackle, that George Fant needs to be the man to move over despite him playing well. That was a controversial piece, unfortunately. I uh, haven't quite found a, a agreement there from Jets fans. Um, and then more prospect videos, more free agent videos. They're going to be coming thick and fast. Uh, guys like Tyler Lindenbaum, I'm watching tape on him in the Iowa offensive line at the moment. Uh, Garrett Wilson, someone that I've kind of likened to Calvin Ridley. So lots of things coming. Stay tuned, subscribe. We're about to hit 2,000. So uh, keep following us on all our social media platforms and, uh, and make sure you support the Play Like a Jet brand. Check out our YouTube channel and, of course, our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.